We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 58 of the Drop Anchor Podcast. Winter is coming. Hey, everybody. This is Josh. And this is Kendra. All right. So we crossed the one-year mark. Two weeks ago, when we last podcasted, we mentioned that uh, by the next time you heard this episode, or next time Did you heard our show... Did we podcast three weeks ago? No, it was two weeks ago. No. Yes. Nope. Yep. Nope. this is fun (laughs) because before when i said it i said the next time we'd be podcasting we'll have lived on the boat for a year Uh uh-huh and our year mark was october 3rd and today's today's the the 12th 12th. i think you're wrong i'm i think i want to oh my gosh i I might be wrong oh (laughs) did we go three weeks that's terrible. I thought it felt like we hadn't done this in forever. Huh. Well, hey, everybody. Did you miss us? I guess they didn't. Nobody said anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, where's our fan mail? Seriously. All right. Well, um, I guess uh, it's now been three weeks. In any event, we've been on our <laughs> boat for a year, and we are about to head into the same kind of fun weather that uh, we first got into when we first moved on to our boat. Yeah, winter two. Part two. We have a, I guess there's a, st- a storm advisory or a wind advisory tomorrow. We're supposed to get up to, f- I think it's supposed to be like 20 miles an hour winds with up to 40 mile an hour gusts uh, blowing directly into our boathouse. So yeah. it was blowing into the boathouse last, last night. Last night, right. Uh, so that should be exciting. I didn't sleep very good. No, it was uh, a little loud. Boathouses yeah. clanking into each other. Well, not only that. So when we've had a northerly, we don't really feel it. Right. The westerly is a different story. Right, because it blows like right into the big bay door. I thought the roof was going to blow off. Why did you think that? Because it was really loud at four o'clock this morning and it sounded like the roof was going to blow off. (laughs) What (laughs) what does that sound like? (laughs) You want me to make noises? I'm not really good at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, I I had half a mind to repark our boat uh, for tomorrow. Repark it where? Out in the elements? Well. Where it'll be more windy? No, well, out in the, uh, I guess, in the the front slips. No? No, I would rather close the curtain and button down the hatches kind of thing. Not button. Batten. (laughs) (laughs) You don't button down the hatches. They're not very secure hatches. I'm not good with my words. And you wanted me to describe sounds. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's not buttoning or battening. Battening. Anyway, it's zipping. No, we don't even zip. Pull the curtain like a magic trick. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What's in your drink? Um, anyhow, so yeah, I might close the curtain. It will, uh, I mean, it'll take away our view for a day. For a day. But uh, it might prevent a bunch of things from being blown around in the boathouse, which I think maybe that's important. Yeah. I think that's important. I was really like having nightmares that my throw pillows were like blowing away and landing in the water and I would lose all my throw pillows. 
You know, sometimes when people talk <laughs> about their nightmares, it's it's like horrible things. It would be horrible. I'd have to go get new pillows. Maybe it's not horrible. I could get new pillows. That's horrible. Now I'm going to have a nightmare. Oh, now you have a nightmare. <laughs> All right. So, um, gosh, since it's been three weeks, uh, there's been a few developments. I guess the biggest development is I was offered a job with the Washington State Office of the Insurance Commissioner. Yes, I suppose that's that's boring sounding. Oh, uh, whoops, did I fall asleep? Yeah, thank you. Uh, the point is, I will be a state employee, which will be a change. Um, I would say what a lot of people say, which is, oh, great benefits, a great retirement program. But I came from a corporate world where I had great benefits and a good retirement program. So that's not a, a huge plus. We're actually losing more than gaining more. Like, yeah, so company car. Interest, yeah, right. <laughs> company phone, company car, losing all those. Um, significant decrease like, in we'll pay. We'll take a job. We're not like, you know, crazy and, you know, I don't know. But still, like, yeah, people are like, oh, good job. And right. we're actually going down a little bit. Yeah, this is more of a, I'm taking a job that I think is a good direction. It's a good stepping stone into the future. It's not your normal upward mobility kind of opportunity. And I'm I am, trusting you on this one. Thank you. You're welcome. Not that you have a lot of choice because I took the job. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. basically uh, in the past, I guess technically still present, depending on when you listen to this episode, uh, I am employed or will have been employed by an insurance company in the sales side of things. And so my job was to help agents sell products to customers. And this new job, still with insurance, but with estate, will be working in the consumer advocacy program, where basically if a customer complains against their insurance company because they think they're being cheated, uh, my unit will be responsible for investigating and uh, either making sure that that's not happening or uh, confirming that it is and taking action. So I'm on the other side of the, mm -hmm. the battle, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. One day, I hope to run for office, some, some elected <laughs> official position and i just think that i'll be the best first lady of any position you take that's all i'm well, kidding i'll be the worst yeah. <laughs> like i do not look like i've got politician's wife written on me at all well you might look like you do i don't know if you <laughs> act like you do <laughs> um no so i you know previously i thought well what if i ran for city council or eventually ran for mayor but now that i'm Working for the office of the insurance commissioner, uh, the actual most logical step would be running for insurance commissioner, which yeah. it turns out most people have no idea what that is. And every time I've explained it, people get really bored. So I I'm don't think pretty I'm gonna... sure that you have like a major in. You've got long hair in a man bun and you live on a boat. So people are going to remember <laughs> gonna... that and they're going to be like, I got to see what this guy is all about. I'm gonna or I'm gonna vote for him for a position that I don't even not understand. Gonna get the vote because they're gonna think you're crazy. Well, thank you for your vote of confidence, darling. <laughs> well, I would vote for you because you're cute. Aw. But other people <laughs> might think you aren't. Yeah, who knows? If I end up running, pirateness. If I end up running, I might have to <laughs> cut my hair and uh, dress in a never in a suit. <laughs> You know what that makes me think of on Thor Ragnarok when he, like they're gonna cut his hair. I, I cried. So you, you cried when Stanley cut uh, yep. Chris Hemsworth's yep. hair. I was like, "That's it. The movie's over. Let's go." 
We're going to leave the theater. It's over. <laughs> I've shed a tear for Thor's hair. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Um, so that's the big change. And I know we mentioned before that uh, you started working again. A lot. <laughs> and you started working a lot. Yeah. And what's kind of neat is you have a sort of a flexible job. You've positioned yourself to be able to tell the boss when you want to work. Um, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. So part of what I want I to do- I tend to overwork myself though. That's true, which is good for you and good for the boss, I guess. Yeah. Um, since we haven't really done much in the past couple of, well, I guess, past three weeks, you know, normally when we are going through episode notes to decide what we're going to talk about, we go through pictures of things we post on Instagram or, um, or on Twitter, and we've been really quiet on our social media well, for the, for the podcast. I'm this social media person. And you've been busy. And I've been busy. No joke. I get home and I'm asleep by like seven. And what time is it right now? We're like cutting into pumpkin it's, hour. It's 7.41 p.m. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I have passed out. My days are very long and like, I don't know. It's, everyone loves their jobs with customers until the end of the day, right? I mean, No, a lot of people hate their jobs with customers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of exhausting. I like my job and mm-hmm. I like what I do. But after talking to so many people about their houses and their wants... Mm-hmm. Not even need. So what I decided to do for I this episode, I was still talking. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. You talked about Would your, you like insurance to take back your stuff time? for like a while, <laughs> and I was snoring over here. But I let you talk. <laughs> Never mind. My job must be boring too. What uh, was that? Um, I hit the shift key on my laptop too many times. <laughs> I did think of some stuff that we've kind of been doing, but we I didn't take pictures because I was tired. Or I was the one doing all the work and I couldn't do the pictures and the work. Okay. Well, then what, since, again, normally we, we write down boat. show notes. I hose down the bow because the cat's been puking everywhere. So our cat keeps throwing up? Like, I know you might report us somebody out there and be like, these people have a sick cat. I think it might be we need to switch her food. I think that when we fill her food dish four different times in the day. She's just overeating. I think that she cries and the kids are like, okay, here. She's super fat. She's She's gotten pretty fat. She's very overweight. And every now and, and then, then she's I, just puking it up. Every now and then I see her up here uh, eating the uh, the green onions that we have growing. It's kind of like grass, I suppose. Yeah. And that might- uh, Super annoying. It's my garden, up. cat. <laughs> so- Grow your own weeds. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know how that works. You know, we, we talked about buying catnip at one point. I just did the other day. I was like, hey, look, there's a catnip plant. Yeah. Why didn't we buy it? Did I say no? Yes. You why say did, no. Why, why, why did I this say no? This is not the first episode of our show and everyone knows you say no when I say, can we buy something? <laughs> I think at this point, you don't even know what it is I'm asking. If I'm like, can we buy? No. Nope. <laughs> well, now that my pay is going to significantly decrease, <laughs> hopefully you too will say, ah, maybe... Maybe we can't afford that. You know, but it's catnip. catnip. It was like two ninety nine. <laughs> it was under your seven dollar mark. That, that's true. You know, you can't just keep reusing the seven dollar yes, boundary because, you, well, if you do you it do. twice, it gets to fourteen. If you do it three times, oh. at some point, you'll just spend all the money seven dollars at a time. Can't do that either. Hmm. Anyhow, the throw pillows are seven dollars. Wh- <laughs> So you did clean down the boat. Yeah. We, we took a bunch she of stuff off full... the bow and you hosed it down. Wait a minute. Scrubbed Wait the windows. Wait a minute. You took everything off the bow. There we go. I did nothing. I was like, holy smokes, did you just take credit for this? 
<laughs> you did. Have, you you kind of had an itch over the weekend. You no, went on a cleaning itch? frenzy. Okay, everyone should know. I have been a stay-at-home mom for like 18 years, and all the cleaning and the laundry and the cooking has been on me. Mm-hmm. Giving that to you and the girls has been kind of hard, and I've just been trusting you guys don't mess anything up. And you guys are doing like... The first few weeks, I would have given you guys maybe like a C or a C plus. Okay. Just last week, you guys get like a D minus. <laughs> and somebody had to do like a good clean. I couldn't take it anymore. All right. So I cleaned the boat, the whole boat on Friday, inside and out. It looks very nice, dear. And the paddle boards. You did and scrub down the paddle boards, yep. Yeah. I have had a long list of, I guess because winter is coming, I wanted the dinghy looked at. So we had someone here from the Yacht Club come and help us look at the dinghy and not discover anything that's wrong with it. But something's wrong with it. So the dinghy has a leak and the only way to find a leak on an inflatable boat is to spray it down with like soapy water and wait till you find bubbles. Uh, I couldn't find any when I did it. And this official dinghy repair guy came and he couldn't find it either. So we just have a slowly leaking inflatable boat. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to go at it again with a bunch of bubbles, I guess. I don't know. Well, he also said the next thing would be to borrow a trailer. and Take it to a shop. Get the dinghy on dry land. Mm-hmm. Or get a new dinghy. I heard him say that. If we can get one for seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I'm like, oh, but this part of the boat costs seven and this part of the boat costs seven. I had someone out today to put together a bid for uh, a major project that you and I have been talking about, which is a boathouse yep. extension. Yep. Which so we got the okay to go eight feet. Right. So our boathouse is perfectly sized for the boat. Yeah, so the the very front of the boat, the bow, literally <laughs> no, it touches, can touch the nose, the front of the boathouse. The front of the boathouse and we're technically hanging like a foot out. Right. So what we've thought about doing in order to uh, create more room is I guess part of it. The other part of it, I'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later, um, is to create a family space that's off the boat. And uh, so what we've decided is we're going to get a bid on uh, an extension of the boathouse. It takes the boathouse eight foot deeper. We're going to back the boat up and then all the area in front of the boat uh, will become kind of a room where we can put a table, um, a some chairs, tree. a Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, also increase the size of our loft because our loft has is a small storage area about four feet wide and it's pretty full. And all my clothes that I buy that cost seven dollars, <laughs> they take up more room than we have. And even though I rotate them out with the storage unit, um, having a l- little bit more closet space because now you might need more closet space because once COVID is over and you got to go back to work, we got to really dust off your nice clothes. Right. So. We do need a little bit more closet space for five people. So extending the boathouse right now is sort of our compromise, right? Is that what we've decided? No. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where it's going to get funny. I have actually a couple of questions. For me? Uh, Yeah, kind of like an interview style. I don't want you to. (laughs) I've been really stressed. It might be another reason we didn't podcast. Maybe. So the whole thing... Okay, so kind of a compromise. The whole thing about where you and I are at right now is sort of an odd crossroad for us because 
we've been doing this thing for a year. And prior to us moving on to a boat, I guess prior to us podcasting about it anyway, this was never something we had dreamed of. This was living on a boat. Yeah. This was not. This was a new dream. Completely. Well, uh, I mean, a couple years dream, but not since we got married. It's no, not right, like we right. got married and we're like, hey, let's live on a boat. Right. We didn't grow up thinking one day we'd like to. Right. Um, and I think that maybe that's what some of the uh, some of the stress is for you because you had a different when I grow up picture than what we're doing right now. Sure. So part of the, the kind of the Q&A that I'm kind of joking about was sort of piecing together who who did Kendra think she was going to be and how does that compare to what we're doing now and what's in the way and, and how do we resolve that? And that, that kind of goes to the whole compromise thing, right? Because this is more of a you compromising with you, not you compromising with me. <laughs> Correct. So... How about that? Why don't we start with... I feel like I'm stuck in this place where I'm compromising no matter what I choose. Okay. And that's kind of a weird place to be. So let's let's wind back then. When you were younger, yeah. thinking about yourself being an older person, yep. what were some of the things you envisioned either for like you now or you and later when our kids have kids, that whole thing? Like what did you picture? Well, I have been raised by... A lot of like i don't know long generation going back of women who stayed at home okay. and were mostly homemakers my grandma had some jobs which was all, i always thought was kind of cool my mom didn't work till i was in high school and it wasn't like a lot of work like not like she took she didn't take on like a big job okay. and it wasn't for very long um but the women in my family stayed home and there's a lot of traditions. I grew up with so many traditions. Right. You know, and you go to grandma's house and we cook these exact things every year. And I don't think that's not normal. I think that's actually most people would say they yeah. grew up that way. What's kind of funny is I I don't, and I think we talked about this a little bit earlier on, I don't have a lot of traditions. I don't have a way that I've always done Christmas or Thanksgiving. Right. And quite frankly, uh, since we've been married as long as we have, most of my traditions are what I've learned from you. I mean, that's, right. I didn't grow up with a lot of these things. Yeah. So Christmas, um, I have a lot of traditions and I, I don't know how much we've talked about this. I think we've, we, we mentioned dancing around a Christmas right, tree. Like yeah. Right. Dancing around a Christmas tree, Lefsa, um, Coogan, Coogan. Yeah. All that stuff. And those are German uh, pastries, Danish, Danish pastries, German. Um, anyway. And so I'm caught in this, we have older kids. Our oldest has got, I tell people, basically, she's got one foot out the door, <laughs> whether we like it or not. Right. She's almost 17. She'll be 17 next month. And she's a senior trying to graduate early, already in college. And she's got one foot out the door, right. which is why I wanted to move on to the boat. I, A couple years ago, I thought this will keep us close as a yeah, family. Yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we're close. But then all of a sudden... I thought she's going to leave. She does have a boyfriend. They have used the word marriage. I'm hoping that that means in a few years, not right. next year or something. <laughs> but I thought, well, shoot, when they, you know, come back for the holidays, because he's in the Air Force, they wouldn't live close by. They will come back for the holidays. Well, they're not going to pick the boat to come back to. To visit. To visit. In Hayden's tiny, tiny little bed that shares a wall with us. Not <laughs> no, going to no, happen. No, thank you. Not going to happen. So I thought, well, they'll always choose his family. And mm -hmm. our kids will not want to come back 
to us because we have a boat. And then I felt panicky, like kind of an anxiety feel, I guess. I've never had anxiety as far as I know to describe it. But thinking, how am I going to cook all these traditional foods? I I have to. And I can't do it on the boat. And I want them, you know, under my roof with my Christmas tree my dancing right. on the that's tree. Right, that's the picture you had the, growing up of what, how it'd you be. You know, cooking lefse, even <clears throat> though I can't even eat half this stuff anymore because I don't eat gluten. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody really ever likes lefse, so <laughs> nobody ever eats it, but it gets made. I think I've got like two cousins that like it. Okay. Do you know what it is? Is that the potato yeah. pudding? Yeah. Pudding. Bread? Yeah. I have no idea. It's bread. No, it's like it's like a really really flat pancake, like a tortilla. Okay. But it's made from, and it's not like it's like a crepe. Uh, it's not that thin. Wait, 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 wait. Is it? Th- and then it's got cottage cheese inside it. Nope. That's oh, what ca- is that? Are you talking about case sniffle? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> These are your traditions, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's German. Um, no, Lessa is back in the day. This is a Danish one. You um. They would make mashed potatoes for, say, some holiday or maybe dinner because it's like poor man's food is potatoes, right? And you'd have leftovers, but it would be like days old mashed potatoes. What do we do with it? You know, no one's going to eat it. They would add like more butter and flour to it. And then you roll it out into thin like tortillas, basically, is what I would call it. And then you fry it and then you cool, let them cool. You don't eat them hot. And then you take and you put butter all over it and sugar all over it and you roll it up and you eat it like that. (laughs) Hmm. All right. So the hardest part about making it is I'm like, well, I got to pretend to make like old mashed potatoes. I got to make mashed potatoes. (laughs) Let it sit out for a (laughs) while. Let it sit out. (laughs) So that's left stuff. (laughs) Do I really feel like I need to make it and make my grandkids eat it? I don't know. But was I grown up thinking I needed to? For sure. Okay. <laughs> so a few years ago, I decided to throw all traditions out the book. And this is before the boat even. And I had been, I don't know, feeling that pressure of like, we have to do it this way. Or I guess I do. Okay. And I said, let's just, we're not going to go to anyone's house. We're not going to spend Christmas with anyone. It's just going to be the five of us and we're going to get a hotel in Seattle. Right. We won't even be at home. And forget traditions. We'll get like Chinese because that's, you know, open on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And we'll walk around Seattle, go out to dinner, uh, swim at the swimming pool at the hotel. And it was like my best Christmas it ever. Was it was awesome. the coolest. It was awesome. The coolest Christmas. And I think that the fact that you didn't have that pressure on your shoulders also made it, like, no offense, but made it more enjoyable for the rest of us. <laughs> and so the whole idea of, you know, what's the value of these long lasting traditions, not to say they don't have value, but if we don't do it that way, what do we lose, right. you know, versus what do we gain? But going back to the whole question of, okay, if if we if we have our kids, they grow up, they have grandkids or, you know, they go off and get married or whatever. We want them to come back. We want them to feel like we're still, like we are what home is, right? We are a family. What right, is that? Or maybe home looks like, hey, kids, we're flying everyone to Hawaii this year. <laughs> We've got the best home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have a mortgage, so, you know. <laughs> um, we'll just 
save like what we would have spent on a couple months of mortgage or whatever and right, go right. to Hawaii instead. And so the question is, I think for kind of for you, and you're still kind of wrestling with this to determine if this is the answer, but does that scratch the itch? Does that I don't like that the need? term because I don't think I'm trying to scratch an itch. Okay. Like that's not what any of this is. This is like this, what is it that I want? Do I want to be the person that stays home and has the home that kids come to and has all the traditions? You know what I mean? Okay. But then there's a part of me that's like, okay, but our kids are going to go live their own lives and they're going to come home, what, two or three times a year? And so the rest of the time, I'm stuck in a prison of a home <laughs> that owns me. I have to do all this yard work and all these things so that I have a home for these kids to come home to for Christmas where I could be on the boat doing the thing that I want to do. <laughs> for the other 364 the other, days. <laughs> yeah. And now that I don't love my kids, but they're going to go do their own thing. And I don't know if I have to do the traditional thing. Yeah. But there's still something in my head that says that I do. And so I'm very torn. Yeah. I I sometimes wake up and I just feel guilty that I've taken something away from the kids by putting them on a boat, by not giving them something more, you know, stable, um, by not having a washer and dryer available and having like just different ways of living. But who wrote the rule book on living? It's it's just so my brain has just been in like overload <laughs> for a couple of weeks. And I know I'm driving you crazy because <laughs> one day I'm like, nope, that's it. We're selling the boat. Although I never say sell the boat because literally that makes me want to cry. I say, how can we keep the boat and buy a house? <laughs> Which you tell me we can't do. <laughs> and I get it. Um, that's because we can't afford it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that just is what it is. But then the next day, I'm like, don't ever let me talk like that. I feel like a pregnant woman with hormones where I'm like, I'm looking at you and I'm like, whatever you do, do not let me eat that hamburger at 10 o'clock tonight. Whatever you do. And then at 10 o'clock, I'm eating that hamburger and I'm just shoving it down my throat. And I'm you're looking staring at, you, at me. And I'm like, don't you dare say a thing. I'm going to eat this hamburger. <laughs> And I know that that's the roller coaster I put you on the last couple of weeks. And I know I've been driving you crazy. But you also have to know that my brain, I feel crazy. No, I, I get it. I get it. And that's kind of what I, I think that sometimes people listen to our show. Because as I listen to, I go back and forth with people on Twitter, you know, as far as um, comments on our show. And uh, one of the things that I hear a lot is that our relationship seems so fun. And it, and it is. Like, don't get me wrong. This is a very fun relationship. But there we is, do get irritated. Sometimes. There is sometimes a challenging dynamic <laughs> that I think it's present in any relationship, um, and this is most of them that that come up aren't boat life related, right? They're like, Josh, you didn't clean up like you said you would related, and those are just regular boring relationship things. Like this is a girls just poop toilet paper on the floor again. <laughs> <laughs> you had to I sneak did that in, it. didn't you? <laughs> I added it. <laughs> um, you like that? <laughs> but this is our first real boat-related, um, and it's not even like a marital spat or anything. This is just our first like s boat-related stress. This is the hard place to to be in. Yeah. I want my home to move. I'm not ready to go to solid ground. I love that the boat rocks and has movement. I love hearing the water hit it when there's a little bit of waves and some choppiness behind us. And I hear the 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 seagulls and watching my, the seals behind us and everything. The seals and the and the uh, little river, river otters. otters. 
And when my little seal friend comes back in hopes that I feed her. No, seagull. You said seal. Oh. You've been feeding the seagull who does keep coming back and I keep asking you not to so she doesn't poop on the boat. Thank I've you. been trying to feed the seals. They don't like anything I've tossed them. You're not supposed to feed the seals. Why? Um, That's wildlife you're not supposed to feed. Well, it doesn't matter. They didn't like any of the weird plants that I threw out there as I was trying to get their attention. They also don't eat plants. Well, I don't have any fish in my garden. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, it, it just, it's... It's I, I want to say something. Tough. I want to say something because there's one thing that that you've got nagging in your head that I think that anyone listening would is probably like freaking out saying, you know, trying to contradict you on the idea that keeping the kids on a boat is taking away something from them. But I think that anyone listening, and myself included, is feeling like by having our kids live on a boat and kind of grow up in this part of their lives on a boat we're giving them something that no other kids have. Like this is the rare treat and this is the stories they get to have growing up that um, add to their life, not take anything away from it, I think. I'm afraid of being like labeled as crazy. As the crazy mom who put her kids in the boat who's then will be what the crazy grandma <laughs> and they won't want to bring their kids to me because I live on a boat. I don't, I don't know. know if the stigma of crazy <laughs> is a bad thing. Oh, no, no. I, I think I think that, you know, as far as like people get being gaslighted or whatever, sometimes it feels like, you know, crazy means bad. But I think that maybe crazy means adventuresome. OK, real quick, if if this episode feels like we've had <laughs> odd breaks, it's because I keep having to pause it because our kids won't leave us alone. <laughs> Every like five minutes, they come up and are either bickering about something or asking for the Amazon Prime password or asking if they can have a grilled cheese sandwich right now. This is <laughs> this has been <laughs> this is life on a boat. No, this, this is been, just life with teenagers. Life with teenagers, right? Trying to podcast oh, with teenagers. Holy smokes! Um, no, but I, I don't think that I don't think that the kind of crazy that that makes a family, or I don't mean makes a family, but the, the kind of crazy that leads a family to live on a boat and go on adventures is the bad kind of crazy. Yeah. This is not what makes me feel crazy. And I, and I know I said this to you earlier is so then when we stop and we're like, okay, let's have this real conversation. We're going to move back to land. We got to pick a house, go through all that. I have to make my, you know, new furniture out of two by fours is what you said. Cause I have no <laughs> furniture. We sold everything. I didn't keep a, thing uh -huh. we don't have a bed a couch a table nothing we have nothing <laughs> <laughs> so not only am i freaking out i have to make my own furniture but the anxiety i have of going back to land when all i want to be is on the water it it i don't know yeah <laughs> I, I i think you and i were talking about this last night and, and tell me if this resonates for you um what i had how i described it was you know, if, if you feel like the options are one or the other, and, and again, for everyone listening, financially, the options are one or the other. The <laughs> options are not both. Um, or I can't keep the boat and you, have a house. Right, right. So if you were to focus on some of the practical things or some of the traditional things that you're trying to wrestle with or, you know, to determine if those are valuable, if you move to a house, um, you get all the practicality, but then you lose the boat, right? Mm -hmm. If you keep the boat then you have some of these annoyances like we don't have a washer and dryer on the boat um, and it's winter so we can't just hang the clothes to dry. Um, we don't have uh, a, table. 
a table, right? So these are things that have been nagging at you for some time. You know, there's things that, that and, and me too sometimes, the, the, laundry the laundry issue is... But the laundry was good through summer. Right. I mean, we had at least three, four good months. Right. Where I was okay to do it outside. So... Just... Although tomorrow is going to be so windy, it might dry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, real quick. I should probably say this. So if you were an early listener to this show, I always ended the podcast with a thank you to my buddy, Matt, who is letting us borrow his podcasting equipment. Oh, that was a long time ago. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason why I don't bring it up anymore is because I bought the equipment off of him. Um, but he's he's our washer and dryer right now. So <laughs> thanks, Matt, for letting us use your washer and dryer every other day <laughs> during during these uh, these fall and upcoming winter months. Anyhow, um, and so the question is, if we stay on the boat and you've got those annoyances, or if we move to a house and you've got the heartache of not being able to come back to the water, what's actually worse? And maybe it's unfair that I use the word <laughs> heartache because that's a much heavier word emotionally. Um <laughs> But, but it makes me feel like you're you're making me choose between my happiness and the kids' happiness. Because Aww. I feel like they would pick land, but I'm, of course, going to pick the boat. And so I feel like that's the place I've been put into. And I feel like a terrible mom if I choose my happiness over theirs. That's really interesting. So when you were growing up and your parents moved you from house to house, how many houses have you lived in now? I guess before I we were married. Yeah. Like 20, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. It was like 15 or 18 or something Yeah, like some that. high amount. Um, your parents didn't spend any time thinking about whether or not your happiness as a kid had anything to do with their home decisions, right? Yes. And to some degree, I don't think that, but, that but we should. But they weren't picking it for their happiness every time either. Some Most of it was financial. Okay. And then, of course, when they decided to become missionaries and they felt like it was a calling from God, <laughs> I don't think they're going to say that was for their happiness. And I had to kind of buck it up then. Yeah. And... Um, either buck up or suck it up, but you don't <laughs> buck it up. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I love you. I need to go back to school. <laughs> That's what I need. See, I'm hurting our children. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that <laughs> implies. Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think this is hurting the children. I think that our kids are going to have stories that no other kids <laughs> have. No, I, and I think that's so valuable. But I'm afraid if I hurt them too much, if 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 the boat becomes too negative, and you and I decide to stay on the boat, that's where they won't come home to visit. Do you think that they view the boat as a negative on a regular basis? Um, any more than teenagers would view anything that they're doing that we're making them do as negative. I don't know, because it's super hard to talk to a teenager, right? I mean, I was so mad at my dad, I stopped eating meat and told him I hated him every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad at you, I'm no longer going to eat meat. Not eating meat anymore. I didn't eat meat for four years just to, like, you know, I'll show you. You sure showed him. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, control issues. Um, I would say that it wasn't till I was in my 20s that I could turn around and be like, wow, thanks, Dad, for all the stuff that you did. And I'm sorry for being such an angry teenager. I think that's so, everyone's story, though. I know that they're going to be mad at me <laughs> no matter what I do. And then at some point turn around and tell me they're sorry for being mad at me. I just sure. don't want them to be mad at the boat. 
<laughs> this is this is weird. <laughs> Maybe you are crazy. <laughs> hey, that's not nice. I feel crazy. I just try to do the right thing for the children, but also know that it's my life too. Yeah. It's I think that so our obligation. Hard. I think our I feel ob- like sorry, I feel like <laughs> sorry. No, I know, but I just feel like I don't know, especially in like today's society, maybe more so than anything is as parents, we want to give our kids everything. But there's even more of this like make the kids happy, live for them, give them all the opportunities. You carry that? I think that people carry that. I don't carry that at all. Screw you, children. (laughs) (laughs) This is my life. Well, (laughs) you're along for the ride. I don't know. I I never had that (laughs) picture of feeling like we have to do things for the sake. I mean, I don't know. Like, like we have to love our kids. We have to protect them. But I don't know that we have to make them happy about where we live or about where we're going. The clothes I buy them. Yeah, that <laughs> that shouldn't matter. I suppose. I never got the clothes I wanted when I was a kid. Actually, there's like three or four articles of clothing that I have that I had that I fought to have because I know we've talked. I about went through it. that phase of wanting baggy clothes, and I had these giant gonna... baggy orange jeans, like <laughs> giant. <laughs> Just so I can like sag them low and wear my wear Who's them around your my... inspiration for your pants? Uh, I think, <laughs> I think. I know who you told me once. Well, there was a little bit of crisscross in there where I I, I bought big suspenders so that I, not suspenders. What are they? Um, overalls and wore them backwards and. See, you mess up words too. <laughs> I just don't point yours out like you point out mine. Um, you could just let me sound dumb. Who did I, <laughs> who did I say that I was wearing? MC my... Hammer. No, 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 no. I never got hammer pants. I thought you wanted MC Hammer pants. What were the pants that you wanted that were super baggy and you couldn't get? I, I was... did not want MC Hammer parachute <laughs> pants. That is not something I've ever wanted. Oh. No. Nope. I don't know. Just a lot of the... Anyhow, <laughs> bright orange jeans that were way too big for me. Um. So I guess there was a little bit of that. And it's my... funny the tantrums you throw as a kid. And you're like, you know, like when your parent doesn't get you something and then later you're like... That wasn't that big of a deal. I don't know why I wanted those so bad. Right, right. But I didn't have that a lot. And my mom didn't make a point out of making sure I had the clothes that I wanted all the time. Yeah. I actually, I don't recall <laughs> growing up if like I just came home and there was like clothes for me. And I'm like, okay, I guess these are my clothes now. <laughs> I don't remember clothes shopping as a kid. Do you clothes shop now? Uh, not, not not really i'm sure you my just mom, get my, home my, and there's <laughs> jeans on the bed right. i'm sure my mom's gonna send me an email saying no no i bought you nice clothes all the time but i just don't remember <laughs> i'm sure that's the case <laughs> oh, i love you mom <laughs> she's very good about buying me and the girls clothes so <laughs> there's a good chance she bought me clothes too uh-huh. i guess huh well, that's weird <laughs> anyhow so Back to then the boathouse. The what? Then back to the boathouse extension. Yeah. Is our compromise. I'm hoping. Is your compromise. With myself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) That if I push the boat back and I can make a room that we could at least get a table in Mm -hmm. and eat and 
Have a Christmas I tree. Have a Christmas tree. Get some of my pictures out of the storage unit. Because on the boat, I also can't hang any pictures. And I do have some that I want, which is like, you know, the girls' school years and a yeah. nice big family picture of us. And kind of have that room where we could step off the boat for a little bit, stretch. We play a lot of games. We do. And... It's very hard for my 38-year-old body to sit crisscross applesauce on the floor and play <laughs> cards for four hours. <laughs> Hurts my hips. <laughs> um, it just feels better at, at a table. Yeah. So. No, and I, I think it's a good idea. Um, I think that if we do it, then you've got to be at a point where you're saying, okay, I'm definitely not going to keep pushing for a house <laughs> because we won't be able to afford a house either if we uh, if we spend money on, on a boathouse extension. We did say who I work for, right? Yes. I work for a builder. I design homes for a living. Uh-huh. <laughs> that I don't live in any of these homes <laughs> that I design. <laughs> Is that hard? That's and I think that's maybe what's made it harder because you're seeing all these beautiful houses. <laughs> is, but it's not about the beautiful house. I don't know what it is, and it might play into that. Like, oh yeah, this is how people are supposed to live. We're supposed to live in houses, and then it's like I've got it's like I got two little people on either side of my shoulders, and this like little one over here is like, you should live in this house. This is where people live. I've got it. And then the other one says, <laughs> no. Do not conform to their ways. <laughs> <laughs> you got to quit your job. And, no, listen. And oh. and work for a boat builder and design layouts for, what was that? I don't know. I think it got windy or the neighbors. Wow. I'm feeling some waves. I think the wind is coming back. Well, this. Uh... It's going to be another loud night. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, anyhow, getting a job with a boat interior, des- like, like not decorative, like a designer, layout designer, floor plan designer. That would be fun too. And then you'd, but you'd totally be like, this is how people should live. This is how all people should live. I am all for tiny houses too. <laughs> right. Right. I, I do get tired of building, you know, designing like 3000 square foot houses. Cause I'm like, you could live in less. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you build it, they will come like. By they, I mean the junk that will accumulate in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's hard not living in a box. I don't know. Like, actually, a box. Let's live in a box. (laughs) I don't know. I'm tired. (laughs) It's been a long day. Right, right. It's 8 o'clock, way past your bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I do love the boat. I like waking up on the water. And right now we're rocking. And even the sounds of the creaking, it's kind of like being an old pirate ship. And I love it. I do or too. a submarine. Those creak? Um, what creaks? Well, Just pirate ships? Yeah. See, submarines have a metal creaking because they're giant plates of steel designed to keep well, water Well, that's out. what I'm hearing because the boathouses are metal. And they're... No, not plates of steel, though. <laughs> this is they're just, like aluminum? Uh, just thin sheets of metal that are... Bumping each other. They're not aluminum, huh? They're not aluminum either. It'd be no. like a soda can in the wind. It'd be right. Crunch. You can have thicker aluminum. Oh. <laughs> I think Should you're I say into again a that I work for a builder? <laughs> <laughs> I know so much. 
All right. So sorry, everyone, for taking three weeks, I guess, uh, to launch this episode. To discover we're going to keep living on the boat. Yes. I've got it on <laughs> a recording. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode was just to get you to say that. Um, mm -hmm. I I love doing this with you, and I don't think that the kids are going to grow up wishing they hadn't. I think they're going to realize that, that they have something kind of amazing. I think the other part that stresses me out a little bit is I like that we can take our home out. That stresses you out? I'm not done. Okay. But we can't take our home out right now. Oh, because the weather and... And, and Hayden's job. Oh, and our work schedules. And then, you know, yeah, it worked that she didn't work last weekend and you didn't have harbor patrols last weekend, but it was like a crazy winter storm, rain, thunder that came through. So we couldn't, we didn't take the boat out. And now this weekend's supposed to be nice, but you have harbor patrol and she has work. Right. So we can't take the boat out. So it's just going to be this new, like, finding a balance. Right. Um, which is why I need a new dinghy. And <laughs> <laughs> if I can't take the big boat out, I should be able to take the little boat out. I see. For dinghy rides. Right, right. Come on. We'll figure something out. Fix we'll my dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, stop playing with your dinghy. Do you know what that's from? Well, it's from Tommy Boy. Yeah. <laughs> but I've only watched it once, and so I don't know what the next line is. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Love you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>